Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to the Partly Political Broadcast, the comedy politics podcast that absolutely no one spends time queuing for, well, unless your Wi-Fi is really rubbish. I'm Tian and Yeb, and after a week of morning queuing, businesses closing, and everyone being completely deprived of comedy or critical voices, the entire country has now successfully completed their test run for what the rest of life in Britain under the Conservative government will be like. The Queen is still dead. Yes, that is hard to believe, I know, but the news has unfortunately for everyone, I suppose most especially Elizabeth II herself, confirmed it nearly every day since last week. It has shaken many, especially, I suppose, rich people who must have really thought that if you'd had enough money, you'd be able to buy your way out of death, as surely that's the sort of thing that only happens to poor folk. Also, those who, like me, had watched the Korean zombie medieval horror series Kingdom on Netflix and were really hoping the news might change even slightly to indicate the beginning of a widespread undead takeover. Although you could argue that we've already been there for quite a long time, not least now with our Prime Minister Liz Truss, who's displaying many signs of having been reanimated long after her brain has stopped. But whether you're a royalist or republican, these past 400 years of mourning, I think that's how long it's been, have been a remarkable showing that maybe Britain in 2022 isn't the discompassionate place it's been believed to be by some. As actually, when the time comes, people will swarm from everywhere to provide food, flowers, empathy and genuine devotion. Not to those in need during a cost of living crisis, of course, just to some of the wealthiest people in the world who've spent much of their lives tirelessly and selflessly being born into the right family. Hundreds of thousands of people last week queued up to watch the Queen lying in state, which is odd as our last few Prime Ministers have done that loads and it was reported like it was no big deal. Some stood on the cold streets of London for 15 hours or more just to catch a glimpse of a large box that may or may not have had a body inside, like a Schrodinger's queen if you will, so that they could pay their respect by bowing, crying or in one instance exposing themselves and thrusting against other people. Some said that sort of behaviour was inappropriate, but the Queen had many impersonators, so why not Prince Andrew too? The queue became so big that there was a queue to join it and whole life events took place within it as some people fell in love and others found themselves trapped after confusedly thinking it was where to stand for the bus. 
Some celebrities waited in line, others jumped the queue, prompting calls to say this wasn't how the queue worked. Everyone in it was equal and equality is important in this queue during a cost of living crisis to see a box that may or may not have an unelected monarch in it. Some people made their kids queue with them from the early hours of the morning because nothing says true British values like making younger generations suffer for some hard to justify ideological reasons. A number of people fell ill waiting and were collected by ambulances in which they no doubt spent more time than they did in the queue itself. Volunteers aiding the queue included former Home Secretary and women who could be cryogenically frozen by just making sure she's at body temperature, Pretty Patel. Though I'm certain she did this so she could spot people to send to what she said was a special priority queue and then that led directly onto a plane to Rwanda. Blankets and food were handed out to those waiting overnight so they could convince themselves they were better than homeless people and maybe if those subjected to living outside on the streets hadn't tried to get a job or have responsibilities, they could have spent the larger part of a working week in a queue instead of struggling. The queue wound round the Thames, becoming longer than those outside food banks or hospitals or the M&M store on a Saturday, and there became speculation that this queue could indeed devour London like some mythical threat before expanding to the home counties and beyond, Scottish and Welsh independence advocates lining the borders to fend it away but becoming overwhelmed. Eventually there would be no Britain, just a queue, with children being born in it and their passports simply having the letter Q under nationality, which ironically gave them more freedom of movement than the British ones did, even though they could never Never leave the line. But it did indeed end on Sunday night with people being told entry to all newcomers had now closed, which is what happens when you have Pretty Patel working with you. It was commentated that the queue was the pinnacle of Britishness because we just love to queue, don't we? And, you know, drink tea and colonise countries and steal their gold. But perhaps there was something deeper in it than that. Thousands of people devoting their time and energy waiting in the cold without question to witness something they've been told is at the end and everyone will say it was, but they'll never actually see any evidence of it. Is this not representative of the British mindset since at least 2016? People, of course, should absolutely have been allowed to queue or leave marmalade sandwiches to rot by palace gates while food banks are depleted because we are in a democracy and that means however you feel, you should be able to express it. Well, unless you want to shout Prince Andrew is a dirty old man, in which case you'll be arrested. Probably because he can't keep affording to give everyone £12 million to persuade them otherwise or it could deplete his brother's inheritance and it's embarrassing to keep asking the public for extras. Or perhaps it was just incorrect to suggest Prince Andrew is a dirty old man as he can't sweat and that means he's probably not that dirty and maybe if that guy had just shouted weird non-sweating nonce it'd have been factually fine and he'd have been left alone. The 22-year-old man was charged with breach of the peace after heckling the Duke of York as he walked behind the Queen's coffin on Edinburgh's Royal Mile which is really unfair because surely he could have just been operating as an alarm to any young people nearby who might have had to flee for their own safety. Another man was arrested for allegedly carrying eggs near the procession, which sounds a lot like a euphemism for having hemorrhoids. I suppose it would have been disrespectful doing your groceries near the Queen's coffin, as she certainly never did her own and it might look like showing off. King Charles was booed and heckled during a visit to Cardiff on what happened to be Owen Gwyndor Day, celebrating the man who battled for independence from English rule. So far, all of Wales hasn't been arrested for this, but they do now have William as their new prince, so I'm sure he'll have them pegged. According to Speaker of the House and Ardman creation Sir Lindsay Hoyle, the Queen's funeral was the most important event the world will ever see, so I do hope all of those in war-torn countries could find a bunker to watch it in and people pulling their homes out of the floods in Pakistan or typhoon damage in Japan were able to find their televisions from the wreckage in time. 
Everything closed in Britain on Monday, including GPs and schools, while long-needed hospital appointments were cancelled, you know, out of respect. But more likely, it was just worry that the same people who said lockdown was a restriction of human rights and complained about strikes ruining people's plans would have really complained if they didn't. My local gym was closed, though I doubt that was what the Queen would have wanted, but more Prince Andrew, as obviously it's unfair if people sweat while he can't. World leaders arrived in London and were made to travel to the funeral by bus. This could be, though, because as we now know, if they'd had met police escorts, they'd have only had to wave down one of the drivers for safety anyway. Most countries' leaders, or at least representatives, were allowed to attend, with exceptions being Russia and Belarus because of the attack on Ukraine, though obviously that's not as important as the funeral. And none of the Taliban leaders of Afghanistan were invited, because I guess it's too awkward to have that one that's now seeing your ex that you ghosted at an event like this. Prince Andrew was allowed to attend, but I suppose his history of ignoring consent and grabbing what isn't his just follows the royal's past protocol. At the funeral, Prime Minister, and imagine if someone stretched skin over C-3PO, Liz Truss, gave a very respectful reading in that it was completely devoid of life. The last post was played, presumably because there won't be any stamps for a while now, and the Archbishop of Canterbury said the Queen touched a multitude of lives, as has, I suppose, her son. Welby mentioned how in her broadcast during Covid lockdown, she quoted Vera Lynn and said we'll meet again and said that we can all say it with her now. So that's something to look forward to as you freeze to death this winter. And now the UK will wake up from this endless Queen dream and find that as normal news returns with its full-blown bleakness, we'll all very quickly be demanding someone just show us the live stream of a queue again. Only this time, it'll likely be just to buy bread and reporters won't be interested in anyone's stories in it and don't even think about asking for a blanket. You should just do star jumps if you're feeling nippy. I'm sure Pretty Patel will still be there, probably with a cat and nine tails. Even though it felt like it, time didn't actually stop in the past 10 days. Things did happen, even if we were never to know about them. I mean, not in Parliament, obviously, as they're on an extended vacation, having only sat for four days since July 22nd, and two of those were for debates about the Queen. I think there should be some sort of campaign persuading them to get back to the office, the bloody work shies. The pound dropped to its lowest value against the dollar in 37 years, which is really gutting to the Queen, as usually when someone dies, all their memorabilia goes up in value. There's going to be a mini-budget on Friday from the new Chancellor and Goron from Zelda, Quasi Kwarteng, which is going to be the worst, and not just because they should have called it a budgie and didn't. Rumours suggest he's going to be cancelling the cap on bankers' bonuses as part of a deregulation drive for the city, because the best way to help the country out of debt from a pandemic and massive funeral costs is to let bankers crash the entire global financial system, and that way we won't be outliers in being totally fucked, as absolutely everyone will. I mean, hey, it's not a recession if it's a global financial crisis, right? He's also likely to announce £30 billion of tax cuts. I mean, how's that going to help you in the cost of living crisis? Well, maybe if you stand near someone who earns loads, you'll be able to stay warm from the glowing smugness they'll have of being able to keep more of it while the government has even fewer funds. Kwarteng is also highly likely to announce 12 low-tax investment zones, otherwise known as charter cities, where corporations can own the whole area with their own laws and regulations, and you think your passport has restrictions on freedom of movement now? Wait till you can't leave your street until it's been approved by Serco, or Jeff Bezos tells you you can only spend your universal credit on Prime Days. A privatised country awaits us, and no wonder people are mourning the death of the Queen. It may be the last time we have a head of state instead of just the board who we can only see in shadows from floor 57 as they order the use of water cannons on anyone allegedly carrying eggs. The new health secretary, have you seen what a bear can do to a sofa? Therese Kofi has told Department of Health staff that they have to be positive in their communications with her and not to use jargon or Oxford commas. I suggest they get around this by only ever emailing her in emojis or wingdings. 
The Prime Minister is off to the UN General Assembly on Wednesday, where she'll be having a meeting with US President and anemic chipmunk Joe Biden, which was postponed when time stopped last week. It's being confirmed as a fully bilateral meeting, which means Joe Biden will be expecting it to just be him and Truss, and she'll turn up with a whole load of Covid tests she got from Boots. It will then be conference season, which the government are talking about reducing, as otherwise it means Parliament won't be back till the 22nd of October. I'm sure they'll insist it happens just to the very end of the Conservative Party conference and then wraps up before anyone else can have a go. The Labour Party have unveiled their conference slogan already, which is Fairer, Greener Future, which, based on the Ford report and efforts to double private donations, could just mean they want more white rich people involved in the party. It is apparently Labour's efforts to counter the rise of the Green Party, so I'm very pleased to see once again that they have their targets on the real opposition. Former Culture Secretary and forever love child of several reality TV shows and a trash compactor, Nadine Dorries, has deleted her Twitter account, which has been suggested is to stop the House of Lords Appointment Committee from scrutinising all the mad shit she used to post before giving her a peerage. Actually, I think she's just providing a good example of doing as you say, because as a proponent of the online safety bill, nothing makes Twitter a much, much better place to be than her not being anywhere near it. And lastly, owner of outdoor clothing brand Patagonia, Yvonne Schoenard, and his family announced they would be giving 100% of their company shares worth an estimated $3 billion to a trust and non-profit dedicated to tackling climate change. Brilliant. Properly brilliant, right? And I hope this kickstarts guilt in other billionaires so that they too give up their fortunes in order to save the planet. But I think it's more likely he'll be called a champagne socialist and newspapers will say that outdoor clothing is woke and, well, his family lives on Earth, so actually it's just very selfish. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, and that's it this week. I mean, has there been any other news for the last eight days? I kept meaning to find news channels from other countries just to see what the rest of the world was doing. But then I remembered, oh, I've got Netflix, so I can't be bothered. So, yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to add this week, is there? And schools are closed, so this podcast is happening in the very brief time I have before I tag out and have to play the same Playmobil Baddies game with my daughter for another four hours. And the interview for this week had to reschedule because of everything else going on. So I thought I'd just do enough for me to get handed into the authorities for questioning Britain or whatever 
and then leave it at that. So that is it for this week. Just a little bit of uh, treasonous dissent um, for a mini Parpar Bro, and I, I promise things will be back to normal. Um, though, very quickly, big thanks to Loretta, Marie, Freya, and James for the Kofi donations in the past week, which are much, much appreciated. Um, I said I wouldn't be plugging donating to this podcast uh, because it's a cost of living crisis and you might all need money for everything else. Um, but then you all kindly donated, and in thanking you, I'm probably also just automatically suggesting that others could go to Kofi.com forward slash Parpol Bro and do the same or join the Patreon.com forward slash Parpol Bro. But you know, don't feel you have to. Um, in fact, in fact, be serious for a minute. A much, much better use uh, would be donating to the fundraiser for the family of Chris Carber, who was shot and killed by the Metropolitan Police a few weeks ago, despite being unarmed. Um, just absolutely horrendous. Uh, and so I will pop a link to that fundraiser in the pod blurb. Um, it's just massively unjust and horrific. They, they've managed to raise an amazing amount of money so far. There have been some really brilliant rallies. Um, obviously, it's all been overshadowed by uh, the only news story we've had for a week. Um, but they've still got some way to go to cover the legal costs to take the police to court over this so if you can afford to donate please do um and obviously i didn't talk about that in the intro because there is not a zero thing to say about that that i could remotely do comedy about um so um right so that's that uh normal service on this podcast will resume next week i hope i guess and who knows it could be another 12 days of mourning i mean charles is pretty old he might cop it from the stress of all this um, Parliament's now off for conferences so there's not going to be any of that chat but we will have the privatisation of cities to look forward to on Friday and I for one can't wait to be a citizen of Sports Direct and only be allowed to drink from oversized mugs while earning less than minimum wage so until then So that is the end of this very mini Partly Political Broadcast podcast. If you need this weekly treason and dissenting in your lug holes, then why not recommend it to others? Donate to the Kofi or Patreon, or just give it a swanky five stars on Apple Podcasts or other good pod homes. Kind thoughts and not any sarcastic ones at all to Acast, my brother last sceptic and Cat Day. And this will be back next week when Quasi Kwarteng announces that the best way to get the economy started again is for everyone to bring in any currency that has Queen Elizabeth's face on it to him and his friends, and they'll replace it with an NFT they've drawn on a pub coaster. Bye! This week's show is sponsored by Pretty Patel Event and Queue Management. Got a queue that needs sorting out? The former Home Secretary will put everyone to the back of it except for her mates and then send anyone she reckons is not British by the way they pronounce potato straight onto a plate. When it comes to queues, she's at the front, facing everyone else with a taser and a worrying smile on her face. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.